Okay, let's do this thing. We're back for another episode of Eddie Green's 101. I'm Eddie Green. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Got a good one for you guys. Really do. Excited about this one. But we got to do the sponsor first. Okay, sponsor's done. I got a great guest for you guys today. His name is Kerry Roberts. I go way back with Kerry, and now I come way forward with Kerry. And uh, we fill in the gaps there, and we have some really interesting conversation all over the place, from serious to silly, back to silly, up to serious. And uh, I just really, really cherished this conversation. So, Kerry, first and foremost, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, enjoy this one, everybody. Here we go. Get ready. Get set. It is... Carrie Roberts. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. What's going on? Dude? Hello, hello. How are we doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I would love to be able to see you, but for everyone listening, I'm doing this, uh, we're doing this on a video call, but, um, there's that echo again. Oh, you hear it? Okay. Yeah. That's weird. But, uh, we're doing it on a video call, but, uh, Kerry does not want to hold his phone up because he doesn't have a tripod from my understanding or something along those lines. So it literally just looks like a little circle where his face would be. And then every time he talks, it's like a, it's like an it's like a wave that just comes from that circle. So that's how yeah, it's. So I'm very vain. So looking or concern the worrying myself, with my appearance is like one less thing I have to worry about and my apartment's a mess anyway. So it's just kind of like, eh, eh, not worth it. Ain't worth it. Hey man, no judgment. Like I'm like, I'm the living embodiment of planet fitness or uh, yeah. Yeah. Planet fitness. Yeah. Wait, no. Is it planet fitness? Why am I blanking on this? Okay. So planet fitness, uh, you're referring to as the no judgment I guess zone. Like, it's like the Walmart of um, fitness centers. Is that what you're trying to get at? I was going to say, because you were like saying something along the lines of judgment and worrying about being judger. And I was going to say, I'm the living embodiment. Uh, like I'm planet fitness. I This is the no judgment okay. zone. Is oh, that, okay. That's I, their, that's their I slogan. I was going with that then. Yeah, that's their slogan. Every time you go in there, it's like, this is the no judgment zone. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm caught up now. I don't go in very often because I didn't even know the name of the place. I think it is Planet Fitness, though, right? Yeah, Planet Fitness does okay. have a slogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't frequent it either. No, I really don't. I. It was funny. I The last time I was at a gym, I was there to be there with my friend, and he was working out, and... I like went over to the treadmill, went on it for maybe five minutes, and I was like, I'm just going to sit, and <laughs> I'm going to wait for you to be done exercising so we can go get some McDonald's, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm going to call it a day. Yeah. It's sad. To... It's sad because I like I feel like I should exercise, right? We We should exercise. Right, right. I think like for me personally, it's not... I, I like cardio because cardio can be anything that you enjoy doing. Like I love dancing. I like skating. I enjoy taking walks, but it's when, when you apply yourself and do something that you don't typically enjoy doing, it just kind of, yeah, no, yeah. it's not, it doesn't seem worth it. No, no. And, and it's also bad if you look over 
like I did and I see my friend and he is just he's going at it like he he wants to be here he wants to make sure that he's getting his exercise he's passionate about it. and I'm over here going man I I, I just don't like this it's a shame yeah <laughs> sucked because I because like I wanted to be on his level and I couldn't get there mm. and I know these are yes. the these are the years that matter because these are the years that are going to make up who I am when I'm 70 and 80. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's the difficult thing too, is when you take the time to compare yourself to, to someone else, because you don't get there in an instant either. It's a lot of hard work that he put into it. That's true. That's true. You know, it's funny. I just realized, uh, cause I take uh, screenshots of every person that I do these video calls with now. So when I share it on social media, they can see, who the person is i'm literally gonna share this this is gonna like i'm gonna sh like i'm gonna take a screenshot of i'm gonna do it right now it's it, okay go off just so everybody could see this this is hysterical this reminds me of that movie 2001 a space odyssey with that robot hal i don't know if you've seen that movie i have not oh my god it's a classic here like talk and i'm gonna try to get you as the waves are coming off so people know what i'm talking about okay okay wave 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 Wave. I think we got it. Let me check. Okay. This well, is I a, believe in you. This is an enthralling podcast, I got to say. <laughs> People are like, wow, he's taking, did, um, he's taking screenshots. When I, uh, when okay. I did uh, turn off my video, it did give me the option to choose a thumbnail. And then I was being a vein again and looking for a decent selfie. And I was like, no, just not. <laughs> it's not worth my time. No shit. They gave you the option to have an avatar, essentially. Yes. And I just, yeah, and you, and, and you were like, nah, yeah. hey, it's all cool, man. It's all cool. Well, look, I, um, so, so Carrie and I go back to, uh, uh, the high school days. That's where, yes. that's where we first met, right? It wasn't middle school. I didn't meet you in middle school. Did I? No. Um, yeah, it was high school. And I don't think you could have, um, cause you were a senior when I was a freshman. My eyes just got wide for everyone. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Serious? Yeah you, um, yeah, you graduated in 2011, right? Yes. Yeah, I graduated in 2014. And wow. I went, yeah, because we met in chorus. And I was the only freshman guy there. Because I was the only freshman in my graduating class to join chorus. So I automatically went into formality wow. for the advanced choir. That's weird to me because I've been going, I've been having these nostalgic moments. So I'll go back on like Facebook and I'll go all the way back to all the earliest things that I, that I have on there. And a lot of your videos pop up because you were somebody that was like, it's funny. I had Boyd on, I haven't released the episode yet, but I had Boyd on and we were talking and I was like uh, shout out to Carrie, who's going to be coming on the podcast soon. And I referred to you as, I hope you get this reference, as the Freddy from iCarly. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know 100% who you're talking about. And I I haven't been referred to as Freddy before, but I can <laughs> I can see why. Yeah, 100%. Not in look-wise, because of what you were doing, right? So there's so many videos of, of us in, in choir because in the downtime... I don't know if it was on your phone or if you had a camera itself. I don't remember, but you would whip out the camera and you would start filming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a little camcorder. Uh, I got it when I was, I think 12, I got it for my 12th birthday and 
that's where my passion for uh, creating videos started. Um, I literally use that thing like every day. And I didn't have a smartphone or anything when I was literally my first phone was like a Nokia and it was a flip phone and it was like construction quality phone. So it also had a built in walkie talkie like it was bad. That was my wow. first phone. I didn't have like a smartphone. I just had like my camcorder and like I enjoyed spending time with people and I enjoyed documenting because it, it, I don't know, it just seemed like a really uh, fun thing to do. I had that like literally on me at all times. It's just strange that you had that. Um you had that suspicion at that time because I think a lot of kids when they're in high school, that's the last thing. Maybe now it's different. Maybe now because, you know, this, this thing is so is like everybody has one. And in 2011, I don't think everybody had, like, I know I didn't have one. And if I did, it was, it was nowhere near this and it didn't have that Hmm. great camera. So there was really no desire on my part to whip it out and film and document stuff. But it's so cool now because, dude, I go back in these videos and just memories flood my head and I feel so good about it. And I'm like, I owe a lot to Kerry because without him, no one else, no one else in there is filming anything. Well, that's so sweet. (laughs) No, seriously, dude, it's so cool. Like, I like I love that you did that because. You know, I am very nostalgic about that stuff. I love going back and thinking about, you know, because I had a really good high school experience and and doing this podcast and talking to people that I went to high school with and reconnecting. And it's just it brings back memories. So now to be able to visually see them, yes, the quality isn't the best. It's 2011 quality, which is funny, right. which is weird. It's it's only nine years ago. And the quality is it, like there's such a dip in quality. It's it like it doesn't add up to me. Like you would think it right. would. Like, like you, you would think it would have been streamlined across the board in 2011, but it really wasn't. Right, and that the camcorder itself was like a decent, like two to five years. That specific model was two to five years older. So, wow. oh man, yeah. Do you miss those days, or are you happy they're over? A little bit of both. Like, in general, I feel like high school is not something I would want to relive. In general like that's that's not happening i'm very content with who i am and and where i am now for sure i don't think i could i could go back and relive it but it is nice to to look back on those videos sometimes and i do i actually spent way too much time reliving it in the moment actually when after i recorded it i spent so much time like i guess in post-production uh editing it and then i would go back to it constantly i'm like oh i love my friends they're so funny I watch it constantly and now there's a lot of lines that I remember specifically just because I watched it so many times. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was, uh, again, just to, just so everyone, uh, knows this is from the Boyd episode. Um, and you remember like everyone remembers Boyd. He's so unforgettable. Um, Absolutely. but, uh, when we were talking, I had the, the screen share up and I was about to pull up one of the videos and he was like, um, if you're going to pull up the video, I think you're going to pull up. Can you not don't like don't pull that video up? And I was like, oh, you don't want to do the auto tune rap song? He was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I was like, I know exactly why you don't want to do that, because <laughs> the Chuck E. Cheese interview, isn't it? No, 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 no. There's the Chuck E. Cheese interview. And then there's the one with Jeff McDevitt doing like an auto tune rap song. <laughs> yeah. And there's some questionable, there's some questionable language in there on Boyd's part. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And um, 
he was like, yeah, just maybe do another video, play another video. So I ended up playing. There's a, there's one you did of a, of us all wearing tie dye shirts and, um, him and I are in there and we, and we just look like tools and, 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 and so I played that one. It's just funny, man. It's just, ugh. I, I bow at your altar for doing that and having the smarts to do that because no one else had the smarts to do that. I wish you would have done a lot more. Like I wish you would have done every single day, 300 and some odd days or whatever. And that would have been a really cool kind of compilation that you could have put together, but no one had the energy to do that. Right. I think like in the moment I was just, it's just something that brought me joy is to capture other people enjoying the moment. And in retrospect, it seemed like not a lot of people really enjoyed that because I remember there was like a couple people who, well, at the time I had, I was nowhere near familiar with the concept of uh, consent when it comes to (laughs) (laughs) uh, reporting people on uh, public or private property or, um, uh, oh my goodness, copyright. Yeah. My first YouTube channel got taken down because of copyright. (laughs) <laughs> I wow. made a second one and just added a two at the end and then that was fine. It really, um, hold on. It really got taken down. Normally they give you just like down. a strike. Yeah. Um, because of a bunch of copyright strikes and I'm like, uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, 14 year old me, like whatever. Um, and it just moved on. But I don't know. It's just something like I wasn't looking into the future or anything. It's just something that brought me joy in the moment. So Again, I just don't know how you had that that smart in you, like the smarts to do that, because everyone else was just like, oh, we're going to do formality. Oh, we're going to, you know, like <laughs> you're, 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 you're just in such a different mental state. You're just in a, I mean, I can only talk for myself, but I know it's there. like a lot of people shared the sentiment. It was like, I would do high school so differently with, if, with, with the mind I have now versus the way I did it when I was there. I was so just... I feel like I was on autopilot a lot. I mean, I'm still sort of on autopilot in life, but I, I, I'm i more aware of it so I can check myself out of it. But I feel like then I was just in an autopilot, goof around. I don't take anything seriously. I don't, you know, ugh, I just wish I could right. go. A lot of times I wish I could go back and mm-hmm. I wish I could just not relive it, but I could, but I, I wish I could like be able to see my, 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 see myself and then tell myself how to do things differently so very much like a back to the future kind of kind of mentality right percent i i thought about that a lot uh constantly on and off um if i could re redo high school would i redo it and i think ultimately no but if i could fast forward with knowing what i know now and experience what i've experienced go back not have to relive it but be in the present again with an even better mindset mm-hmm. yes absolutely definitely yeah but it's not worth another four years of my life <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know it's it's a it's a bizarre time but it shapes a lot of it really does shape a lot of what you what you do in life obviously that's the obvious one but then who you you know i've made I still talk to a lot of people from there, but it's different because 
we have social media and social media is this thing that has only been around for a little over a decade now, really popular, a little over a decade. And, and so you're like, I'm even able to stay in touch indirectly with somebody like yourself because I have you as a friend on Facebook, for example, and I can see what you're up to as you post it, but I'm sneaking, right? Like I'm not actively telling you, Hey, I'm looking at your stuff. Nobody does unless you comment or like, then you're actively telling somebody, Hey, I'm looking at your stuff. So I don't know where I was going with that. It was, it, but it just, it, 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 this is the stuff I think about. Like we live in this really interesting bubble of time where it's still like in a test phase, sort of, kind of. Like I, I, I can only imagine 20 years from now how people are staying in touch with people that they went to high school with. It'll be something completely different that makes what we're doing look archaic. And yet this is all we know. And, and I accept it and I love it. And I love that I can see what carries up to, even though we may not talk on a day-to-day basis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's an interesting concept that I haven't thought of too, is like, looking into the future and what will um, technology be like then? What will people be capable of doing? How can people stay in touch in, in that time period? And that, speaking of, um, I've heard, I've listened to a couple other episodes of your podcast as well. And I know fully well that you have no intention of returning to high school reunion because we do have social media. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 100%. There's no there's no need for a high school reunion in the day and age we live in because I guarantee you half of them if not more are just going to stand around awkwardly going um I know what you've been up to if I cared to know what you were up to. So right. the whole point of a high school reunion is to catch up on that lost time, but now we've already been doing it sneakily every year. So right. it doesn't make sense to do a high school reunion, in my opinion. There's no reunion in 2020 anyway. It's not It's not happening. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It would be something like this, but it would just be like 100 people on a screen, and then that's even worse. So Yeah, no. Don't... Mass video calls are, are, are not preferable. No, no. I don't think I've ever... Ha- have you ever done a mass video call? Yeah, I mean... um, Growing up, I had a, a lot of friends on the internet because I didn't really want to leave my house. Like I was social, but I didn't want to leave. So I just like go on the internet and I talk to people like after school almost every day, there was like a chat group that I would frequent. Um, I would go on video calls and voice calls with people. I think probably max I've had, oh my God, I'm trying to think. I've probably had like 15 to 20 people on a call at once. And that was awful. Wow. And you can see them all. It's all visual. Uh, I'm not pulling a specific example, but I know I've known enough people to have possibly 15 to 20. Um, And I guess it's just like more so people's preference if they want to uh, allow access to their camera or prefer a microphone. Mm -hmm. But that's weird to to, like, I can't imagine seeing 15 of the screens I'm looking at right now. Like I, like I don't, I don't know how I would be able to focus on, you know, like I'd be looking around at everybody and it, it, it just seems like it would be a very unproductive way to try to communicate by seeing everybody. Now, if you do it the way you're doing it, where it's just like this little bubble and then it kind of echoes when you talk, maybe that's the better way to go about doing a mass video call. But I've never done one. I really want to. Yeah, no, it's not effective. Not yeah, at all. No, no. And then I'm sure there's like, like, 
when was the last time you did this? Because I'm sure there was some like lag issues and right. Okay, if we're talking like the use of a website, like it's probably been a couple of years. Skype call, it's been a couple of years. FaceTime, like I FaceTime people every couple of days actually. Okay, but. In terms of mass calls, no, it's it's been a minute. With like three to four people, it's it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I gotta do that. I don't know why I would do it. I don't know. <laughs> it's just just to say you did. Just to say I did. Well, I mean, I want to do a drunk podcast as well. I've I like I've been I've been sorta tipsy in some podcasts, but I want to do like a full blown just fucking hammered kind of thing just to say i did it like 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 i'm not an alcoholic i drink uh, i'm drinking water right now like this is my mm. this and iced coffee like these are my beverages of choice like right. i just want to say i did a drunk podcast so that's something that's on my list now you put this on my list i really want to get as many people into a video call as possible and just to see what the madness that'll ensue <laughs> and, and record that and I think that could be pretty entertaining, but that'd be entertaining and intense for sure. So if you were to do uh, a drunk podcast, um, what would, would you have, would you just catch up with people while you do it? Would you have a painting session? Would you uh, screen record like a, a video call that we're in now? And then like have a, a visual representation of what exactly is happening or um, I haven't thought that far ahead. No, I can guarantee you I would not do a drunk podcast over video. I would have to like it would have to be a in in person kind of recording. So okay, okay. so it would have to be uh yeah, like it would have to be in person cuz I can't that's like again, it's weird we're talking about this. I just did another podcast earlier today with a with a with a lovely person that I've never met. Her name's Kiara and uh I'm in like a bunch of groups on Facebook that connect me with people. Uh, for podcast purposes, and um, we were talking about that, and um, it's there like there's certain things you can do over over like a Skype or a Zoom or a FaceTime, and then there's certain things you can't do for various different reasons, and I think this would fall into that category because there would be such a disconnect, and it's the point of doing it for me would be more so to be drunk with somebody and then just to see with no lag issues, with no echoes, with no anything, just see them across the table doing what I'm doing, interacting, and then making a podcast that way. If I'm doing it over video, there's a disconnect and I feel like I'm just like a drunk, lonely person. Right. So it's not as genuine a connection as it would be in person. Yes. Thank gotcha. you. And then it's a lot easier to feed off someone's energy when they're physically present. Correct. That's right. drunk. When I'm sober, like right now, I'm feeding off your energy perfect. Your audio is great. And 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 there's like there's very little disconnect. Granted, okay. I would prefer uh, every podcast I do in person, but sometimes logistically, it's just not even possible. Like the lady from earlier today, she's in New York. So like right. there was only one way to make that happen. But like someone like you had COVID-19 not been a thing and and whatnot, we actually might have been able to make this a in-person kind of thing. And that's just, and the audio is just instantaneously better. Right, right. I am kind of so. sad I, I don't get to see your setup because I was really hoping that maybe you'd have like a plexiglass or something going on and I'd be in the studio, but <laughs> I'm saying there, yeah, there are definite restrictions and stuff. So like, that's funny. 
Yeah, I've um I've been watching a couple podcasts and uh like right when so like I I started to watch the episodes of these podcasts when COVID-19 was just starting and so they were they were still doing in studio and these are just like random podcasts like I can't think of the names of them but like they were doing in studio things but they like the host and the guest they were wearing masks and and it just muffled their voice so badly and I was like see like you you you, you would have just been better off doing a like a video call because right, right. your voice is so muffled wearing this mask and they were even saying it in the podcast they were like this is awful that we have to do this but yeah we have a yeah. we have a duty to make this since it since it is a public podcast it's a video podcast we have a duty to kind of make this you know like an image for people to follow like if if we're not wearing a mask why would people like why would the general public wear them like that's their mentality so right and that's fair like if you have a platform like you're i mean it's really important to use it and mm -hmm speak out against some things, advocate for others and um, use that platform to to raise your voice and raise your uh, other people's voices as well. 100%. Yeah. My favorite, obviously, is Joe Rogan. He's funny. He doesn't wear masks. He like he only does the tests. So like when the guest comes to the studio, he has their nose swabbed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he gets the result instantaneously negative or positive. And if they're negative, then they go record and they don't wear masks. Um, oh, but boy. Yeah. So, you know, he has this like, like what you were saying, when you have a platform that, you know, is as large as his, you have a real duty to represent correctly to, you know, do certain things since you have this platform. But it's just funny. He doesn't wear masks and he's, you know, he's Joe Rogan. He can do whatever Joe the hell Rogan. he wants. Interesting. Yeah. Honestly, like the, the testing for, for COVID has been like, pretty spotty too so it's kind of surprising that someone yeah a lot of people i've gone um i've gone into a, a hair salon to get my hair done and uh the stylist that greeted me was very quiet and soft-spoken and they had one of those um oh what's it it detects surface temperature and they usually scan your forehead yeah, yeah, yeah. and i didn't hear what she had said and the next thing I know, I thought I was being held at gunpoint for a split second. <laughs> I was like, "What? what's happening? That's um, funny. Oh, wait. So you because uh, like the way I see this happening is you you kind of walk in and you kind of look to the side or you look to the left or the right. And then they are she's standing right there. And then you kind of make eye contact with her and she does this. It was it, uh, deal? more so like, I guess, like when as she's getting up from the desk that's like right up front like i couldn't hear her over the chair and then you know how like well sound travels so like if you're directly facing someone and you're speaking that's the best like possible audio that your ears can receive but um also if they if they're turn around if they're not facing you you don't fully hear them also i'm adhd so just like anything <laughs> it's so hard to process anything dude but just in general, it was just like, um, I couldn't hear her over her getting up out of her seat. And then she like, uh, came up to me and then turned around to pick up the gun. It's just like between a bunch of stuff, it's so hard for me to process things. And yeah, then I thought I was at gunpoint and I was like, you're on the clock. You can't get away with this. Come on. Right. <laughs> We're in a hair salon. Why are you going to shoot me in a hair salon? Like, doesn't yeah, make the, sense. It took her a minute. Yeah. It took her a minute to actually, uh, yeah, I for yeah, forgot the door was locked. 
And I was so confused because I was like, I have an appointment. Yeah, they they were taking it very seriously. Um, so you're okay. Only- so you're a. I like this because I'm a. Um, I'm a salon as well. Like I like I don't go to barber shops. I stay oh, away yeah. from barber shops. Yeah, no, can't do that. Yeah, like literally, I've had the exact same salonist. That's the word, right? Salonist, stylist. What is it? Stylist. Yes. But is salonist the word? I have not heard of that word till just now. <laughs> Usually I refer to a salon who styles and cuts and colors hair as a, a stylist. Okay, we'll go with that because you you sound like you know what you're saying. Um, um so I've had the same exact one for uh God, I uh man, it's it's been a hot, hot, hot minute of maybe going on. I, I think I was in high school when I first met her. She was at hair cuttery and then made her transition to opening her own salon and yeah the, the, the i will not go to a barber shop it's yeah. it's so it's such a different experience it's so like i mean it's grungy a lot of times it's very just sort of come in hey how you doing cut 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 bye my my stylist will like give me a massage she'll like wash my hair She'll like the whole kit and caboodle. Like I get everything in this thing. It's the whole package. It's a VIP package. And you don't get that at a barbershop. Like, right. And I think that just comes with like the occupation and training. Like they're both trained in hair, but barbers seem traditionally uh, more uh, uh, trained to, to cut um, men's hair, um, cut in style. And then, Stylists are generally trained in all aspects and also are very knowledgeable about products and also taking care of your hair, your scalp, like pretty, pretty much everything as well as, um, uh, color dye bleaching, like whole nine yards. I feel like stylists definitely know more about what they're doing. Cause I know I, I would say barbers, I think they, you can be a barber just from a certification just to cut hair. I think that's like bare minimum. And then, like stylists, they have to go through a little more of an intense training. I want to say intense, but I feel like they're <laughs> they're generally just more knowledgeable, and it's not just like for uh, women's hair, but all kinds of of hair. I'm thinking of like a stylist like boot camp, like <laughs> like Full Metal Jacket, but like for, uh, I don't but, know why I just kind of rem- uh, imagine some sort of like Mean Girls kind of yeah I don't know. Regina, was it Regina George? Is that her name? I think I don't know. I've only seen that movie I, once. I don't know. She she definitely run that camp, hundred percent. Yes, yeah, but like you have so like a cross between Mean Girls and then like the opening of Full Metal Jacket with Arlie Army and just like screaming at the soldiers, you you stylists are part of my boot camp. Like <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, but I guess it ain't that intense, huh? It's just sort of like. Yeah, you come here. Well, I uh, isn't one of them called Aveda? 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 I feel like there's an, like a university, quote unquote, that is specializing in that stuff. And I only say that because one of my ex-girlfriends was getting into that right when we started dating. And she was like, hey, can you take me here? So I like took her there a bunch of times. I think it's called Aveda. Um, uh, it's not a school that I've heard of. Yeah, I don't know. Well... I don't know what happened with her. I don't think she cuts hair right now, but um, yeah, it's interesting. It is very interesting, the difference between a barber and a stylist. Right. But, and 
I mean, to be fair, they have a place, you know, because a lot of guys that they they just want to go in, they just want their entire head shaved, and they want to get the hell out, and they don't want to talk, and they don't want to do anything. So I guess that's what a barber shop's for. You just kind of go right. in and you're in and out, right? Yeah, stylists generally uh, form a connection and have a clientele. Yeah, opposed to yeah, barbers do seem to have like just like a walk-ins in and out. You're you're good to go. And I'm also petrified of barber shops because of Sweeney Todd. It's, Are you really? It's yeah. Like anytime I see them even remotely pull out something similar to that, like blade that Johnny Depp used in that movie, I'm like, get that. So <laughs> seriously, I'm like half kidding and I'm half not kidding. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm petrified of the concept of, because I know that this still exists. Like, you can go and get your beard trimmed. Like, I don't understand that. I like mm-hmm. do it yourself. Like, it's a right. like it's not that hard to stylize your your facial hair. But people go to people so that they can do that, and they get so close to your. And I'm like, have you seen Sweeney Todd? Do you know? I have. Ha- well, like, no, no, no. You have. But like, I'm like, I'm like hypothetically asking them. Have right, you, right. <laughs> have you seen Sweeney Todd? Do you know how easy it is for this? If like if this guy's having a bad day, if he's just off the like off his rockers, you can just slit your throat and you know that's it. I mean, definitely if it was a above a meat parlor, I'd be very skeptical. Yes. Well, if you find a meat parlor, then um, I think you should immediately call the police and have <laughs> that place shut down because one hundred percent that that it, yeah. I think you could like you would only run across that like maybe in St. Augustine on St. George Street. Mm-hmm. that's like the only place I could see that happening or like maybe what what's that place in Florida um oh I feel like they take us all Barkersville like I feel like we all go there on a field trip when we're in school Barbersville Barbers, it sounds familiar Barbersville is that it it's like a place of like just useless old shit that <laughs> like then it, it honestly sounds like a district or something I've passed just going down <laughs> US1 yeah like there's there's these little signs that don't really signify anything because it's not a town, it's not a river. There's like not anything. Yeah, it's just like a bunch I of remember signs. I've passed Corona a bunch of times, which with a K, K O R, O N A. I think I feel like I passed a Barbersville, but I don't think it's an actual. It has to be a town. Let's see here. See, this is why I have this screen here. So here dandy, we go. Dandy Google Maps. Yes. Uh, so let's go to Google. And I think it's called Barbersville. So Barbers. Yeah, Barbersville, Florida. Or Barberville, Florida. We're saying it a little uh, wrong. No, that's it. Here we go. Barberville is an unincorporated community in Volusia County uh, located at the intersection of State Road 40 and US 17. Yeah, so it's it's on the grounds of the Pioneer Settlement for Creative Arts. What? Um. But I feel like we all go there, or I used to go there when I was in school. They would like take field trips out here, and this place just—let me see if I can pull up an image. This place just reminded me of, like, there's a scene in Billy Madison where they all go to this like really ranchy-looking farm hick place for a field trip, and this place reminds me of it. Yeah, like see this, like just a bunch of this shit. For anyone that wants to look at this, all you do is you type in Barberville, Florida, and you get all these images. Like why? Like why are we? Why are we taking field trips here? But like I can wooden buildings. Yeah, like I can see the meat parlor existing here somewhere. Oh wait, okay. If it's State Road Forty, 
And what was on the intersection of? Uh, 17, US 17. Okay, I think I know where it is then. Yeah, I actually, so... Yeah, I've had to make many trips out to Ocala, and I've passed through it. That's it. Yep. Yeah, so I could see it existing there. Other than that, yeah, immediately report any meat parlors and get that shit shut down because <laughs> there's some shady shit going on above <laughs> and below. But that movie's so good, man. I love Sweeney Todd. It is a great movie. It's an amazing wow. play as well. I honestly, I'm kind of disappointed that the the movie version didn't exa- exactly like encapsulate everything that the play had to offer either. Yeah, they did cut songs, right? They cut songs, um, even some characters they might have gotten rid of, I feel like. I don't think characters. No? I think, no. Okay. I know, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. I know they cut songs. There's songs yeah, in the uh, songs. yeah. There's songs in the stage version which was filmed that I watched when I was in high school during drama class and hmm. yeah. There's definitely opening moments. I think there's like an opening song that was cut, but you know I love both versions. Like I'm one of the the people that I just love the show in general. So I can watch the the Angela Lansbury version from the 70s and I can watch the Helena Bonham Carter version from 2007 and I. I love them both. They're so, so good. Like that story is just so unique and, and what a perfect combination of Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. I feel like that's one of, if not their best collaborations. I think the, the closest would be like Ed Wood. If you've seen that movie, Ed Wood. I've not seen that one. That's a really good Johnny Depp, Tim Burton film. Yeah. There's very few. I don't like what they did. Alice in Wonderland. I really like, Mm Mm-hmm uh dark shadows that's that vampire one i'm not big on that one i saw that one in theaters Did and you it's like all it? a blur to be <laughs> oh so there there we go it's a blur um what else did they do oh edward scissorhands that's the obvious one. right uh that's a classic sleepy yeah. hollow sleepy hollow i'm not i'm not familiar with that one what about uh corpse bride or, or if we're dubbing into animated movies yes that's that that definitely counts corpse bride is great the same year charlie and the chocolate factory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love his john uh i love his johnny depp i love his willy wonka amazing have you seen i'm not on tiktok but there is this guy named willy wonka tiktok and here i'm gonna pull him up here he is hysterical he's he kind of looks like johnny depp from from uh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but not really. But he's just yeah. Here it is, Willy Wonka TikTok. Okay, so I take it he's a. Sp- oh, I have actually seen him in a TikTok, but I think it was, um, his sisters. Okay. I think what it was, it was like a, yeah. a TikTok thing, like put a finger down if uh, you came to TikTok just to have a good time, and then your brother took over and da 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 da, and he's right there next to her in the passenger seat. Okay. In cosplay. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah, he, funny. Wow, he did a great job. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, and then I think his other name is Duke Depp, which I highly doubt is his actual name. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> but he's funny. Like, and he reads the book. He'll like read the book in some videos. He has an OnlyFans just for uh for shits and giggles. God bless. <laughs> like he uh he like he was like. Some people were asking me why I didn't do Patreon, and I just did it because OnlyFans has a really bad stigma of being like explicit content. Right. 
and he doesn't do explicit content so that's why he oh okay that's what i was picturing i was like god bless what we want explicit content yeah <laughs> I, was getting at. I was like yeah go off if that's what people are into exploit it yeah right <laughs> willy wonka porn what the fuck no that, like... yeah that one that google image is why right here what? yeah <laughs> that's about as explicit as it gets with him so but he does like dances and shit and it's funny. He goes through drive-throughs like you were talking about and good stuff. The he, he orders it's Starbucks. It's ridiculous the the amount of stuff I see on TikTok. It's Is it See, okay. I I'm scared of TikTok because <laughs> Okay, yeah. You know, I am getting in like I'm getting up there now. I'm almost 30. So, I feel like it's not even my business. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> here's the thing. It's it's so weird because depending on what part of the internet you go on, I'm either like a really, really, really young millennial or I'm an old ass Gen Y and I still don't quite know where I fit. But I will say that a lot of the advertisements for TikTok are definitely like really, really cringy. Like if you were to go and find like a compilation on, on YouTube, they already went ahead and found the best possible videos that they could find. Um, and I will say, like, if someone is more still like mourning the death of Vine, like that's that's the place to go. <laughs> and I guess uh, the equivalent. Um, uh, so Facebook, your newsfeed, the equivalent for TikTok is your for you page. Mm. Um, so the more content that you watch that you enjoy and you like, then your for you page will be catered to you. So. But it's mostly just dancing shit, right? No, I've no? seen, yeah, I've seen all sides um, of TikTok. Thank God um, I haven't seen much of the, uh... never mind, I won't even get into that. Um... <laughs> Feel free, there's like uncensored or whatever the hell you were going to say. Uh, I would say like straight TikTok because there's a bunch of like, how to explain it. Um, there's a bunch of straight men uh, telling girls that they need Jesus and this and that. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I didn't want to get into it. Um, but I've, yeah, I've seen all sides. I've seen, there's, it's a bit, there's a big cosplay community. There's a lot for members of LGBT um, and transgender as well. There's so many people that re record themselves like coming out to their parents or their, their family or their friends and like they receive nothing but, um, but support and that's really awesome to see 100 percent, yes yeah and i think unless you say otherwise this is a good segue into something that i wanted to talk about with you since let's go for it this is the first time i've talked to you in a long long well no technically i won't say where you know where though where we yeah. talked okay but like like a real genuine conversation this like that was like maybe three Nah, not even three minutes. I was going to say three minutes. That was like maybe two minutes, a minute and 57 seconds. Probably. Something like that. But like... It kept it under five. We did keep it under five. Um, so I wanted to pull up a video that you had made, speaking of your YouTube channel, but you don't have it anymore. But I wanted to pull it up before I ha had you on the podcast. Then I came to find out that you don't have it anymore. And it was a video that you had made and shared and i watched it way back when you shared it like how old was this video do you think i want to say it was shortly after the pulse shooting so that was 2016 okay so about four yeah. years ago yeah roughly. four years so i watched it and 
I was like, okay, that's going to be a really, because it was just you sitting in front of the camera, right? And talking, if my memory serves me right. Right, yep. And I wanted to play that video so that everyone could hear it. And then, of course, we would go from there. But since the video doesn't exist anymore, um, I think it's safe to say that we can just do it essentially here, like not word for word, but we can kind of talk about what was in that video because right. Um, I just loved what you were saying in it because you were talking about the Pulse nightclub shooting and, and um, you know, it uh, directly affecting you as, mm-hmm. as, as a human. And so I'm going to give you the floor to, to kind of go from there. Cause I just think it's an, it's, it's unfortunate that you took it down, I think, because it was a really, really good video. Right. Uh, I would say in general, like my, my YouTube had like a lot of content from the course of probably like my original channel had the content, uh, content like spanning like five, six years, maybe. So it was just like a lot of stuff that's like, okay, these are nice, but um, I don't have the original file, so I couldn't re-upload any of it um, if I wanted to. So I just felt like, oh, take the whole channel down. So then people don't have to see anything. Um, Also, I made a, a, a video for a project in high school and there are teachers that still constantly show that this video to their class about Pythagorean theorem. And I just never took it down and I still get comments on it. I'm like, yeah, no, I I don't want to deal with this. Um, But making my way back to, um, yeah, the subject of the the pulse shooting, I was um, at the time I was uh, heavily involved uh, when I was in college um, in the GSA, which was a gay straight alliance. Um, for those listening at home, uh, I am a gay male. Um, and I, at the time of the poll shooting, which took place in Orlando, um, I was uh, actively involved with the club. And then we had, um, I can't remember exactly what was happening that day, but I remember the end of the day was like a, a sleepover. It was just like, everyone come over to this house, we'll have um, this and that, and we'll watch movies and food and da 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 da. And we were about probably 50, 60 miles out from where it took place. Um, and I remember waking up the next morning, and I remember having a bunch of missed calls from uh, my mom, from my dad, from my brother, and I get voicemails like Carrie, like, um call me back as soon as you can um something really bad happened we just want to make sure you're okay and i was like what's going on and another friend of mine um just kind of went on twitter or facebook or wherever it was that they find their their news and they found out that the um uh pulse club had been uh there was a shooting and it it didn't really sink in at first either that wow, like this major, major event in history, like just happened. And it's so, it's, it's so weird looking back on it too. Like, I'm not entirely sure what to say to be quite honest. Um, we all, I think we all had a real moment to like soak it in and be like, wow, this is what, this is what we spend our time actually like advocating for is the lives and the the rights of LGBT uh, people, like trans people, um, people are gay, uh, 
lesbian, asexual, whatever, you know, anything like this is why we need to make our voices heard is so people who have so much hate in their hearts, they can't stand our, our mere existence, you know, this is why we use our voices is to lift up other people and let them know it's, it's okay. And it just kind of, we had a moment to like mourn and cry and um, like, wow, this is, this is, it's still happening. And it's kind of shocking. Like this is how, probably how we're going to live the rest of our lives too. It's because I don't think it's ever fully going to go away, but I feel like people can be more aware throughout generations for sure. And I definitely think that this coming generation is a lot more accepting and tolerant than the last one for sure. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I agree with that. Unfortunately, I also agree with what you said, how it'll never cease to exist because the second you just were already at seven, almost 8 billion, probably closer to 8 billion, the, you just add more people to this planet and you just, it's, that's just how it is. It's just, you can't have a good person in every single person that is on the planet. So you're going to have those people that have just right out of the, well, not right out of the gate, but as the gate closes and they're slowly starting to learn their way in life, then that's when the hate starts to get uh, instilled in them. So um, I love that video because that was also sort of, it was like a combo video, right? It was you talking about your, your thoughts and your feelings directly right after not four years removed, but right after the whole event happened. But then also, wasn't it sort of a video talking about how you had struggled with with who you were and telling people who you were and getting right. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That Go ahead was with also. That. I mean, people have known I was I was gay at the time, but no one. I guess like that was kind of my platform to to raise awareness and be like, hey, this this is it's okay. Um, and I took a moment to share my experience and, uh, what I went through. And even at that time, I still wasn't a hundred percent comfortable with myself either, which is kind of shocking when you think about it. Um, I think I was just in a place where I received so much support, um, that it was, it was impossible not for, for me not to to share my experience and be like, Hey, this is da, 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 this is going on. And also use my platform to, to tell people to, to donate, um, uh, to, uh, the affected families of the, the pulse shooting also to donate blood. Um, also, I don't know if I mentioned this in that video, but I tried to donate blood after the shooting and I was denied, um, which is a, thing that is still happening which is ridiculous oh i oh i know what you're talking about because i just recently donated blood and you're talking about when you do that questionnaire right i don't think it was more so a questionnaire i can't remember how the subject come came out but the nurse um uh i guess in some way shape or form i was asked or i mentioned that i was gay am i allowed to donate blood and they said no Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the, so she just asked you, I think now they just kind of like they hand you a tablet and you have to answer the questions yourself. Um, and one of the, 
actually a lot of those questions refer or, or go to that topic. It's um, have you, uh, so if you're a male, have you had sex with another male in like, I think ever, like it just counts ever, like not in a certain time frame or, or whatever. It's just like, have you? And mm-hmm. I want, so what the, the thinking behind that is, is the transmission of STDs is like, is that what they're afraid right. of? So it's just assuming, okay, well, if you have had, um, uh, oral or, oh my gosh, my brain, my brain is totally blanking right now. Um, if you've had any sort of, uh, penetration or anything with, with another man, it was more so like the stigma around, oh, well they must have AIDS. Oh, they did a, which in a medical field is surprising. It's surprising to me that they wouldn't actually take the time to actually, research and i i i strongly feel like they should probably have testing sites um in addition to uh donating because gay people aren't the only ones that can have sexually transmitted diseases yeah right (laughs) um if they had if they accepted like a a proof of testing saying that um the don't donate is a negative um, or, oh my God, the donor, <laughs> totally spaced on the, the word, the salonist, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, if, if the donor, uh, came up negative, then it, it, with the most recent possible date, then that should be reason enough for, to like, it's hard to get blood as it is. And, and the medical profession would st- like st- refuse it. Then that's so surprising to me, you know? Yeah. Where you people were- need that. They do. Were you doing it on the big red bus? Yup. Okay. Yeah, me too. I like that's the only place I ever donate blood. Um, I wonder, so that place, like that bus, and then we'll get back to um um the main topic here, but this is a this is actually a good point that I never really thought of. Um, what you just said there. That the big red bus, maybe that would be tricky to have some kind of like I don't know what that entails, the testing process. Right of that stuff, I'm very dumb about that. Like, I don't know what that would. But if you go to like an actual facility, maybe to try to donate blood, and then that question comes up: Are you? Well, they don't say are you gay, but like, have you had sex with another male? If you're a male, and then you say yes, and then you, and then they say, well, you can't donate blood. But it, I would think that they would have that ability to test there, or no, like they just don't do it. They just, all right, bye, see you later. Right. Yeah. And also the the testing process is amazingly simple. Um, for just a basic um, uh, test uh, for sexually transmitted diseases, they just take a little pen um, that pokes your finger, uh, and then they go, the, you know, they disinfect your wound, whatever, put a little bandage on it, whatever. Um, they go test the blood, and then they have your results in like less than half an hour. It's that simple. Wow. And that's just that's more so for um, easily discoverable diseases. Like you'd have to go like a little more in detail. And also there's free testing. Like that's the thing too, is the, um, when I went to donate blood, it was at the big red bus and it was parked on campus. Um, and then there's a testing facility, not even a mile away. And that's what blows my mind too, is like, it's, it's just that simple. You've definitely piqued my my interest here. So <laughs> I noticed by the shaking of head, you're just. Well, it's just like. <laughs> Hello, you know, Willy Wonka. 
Yeah, hi. How we've missed you. How we've missed you, Mr. TikTok. Um, I got to figure this out here because it's like, you know, like, what the hell? It's like you said, people need blood. So, but then it's, it's, it's doubly annoying because you're not getting blood that people can use and you're not even in a way you're discriminating. It's just, you're, mm-hmm. it's not in a way you're discriminating. You're just plainly discriminating. So, um, right. what would I type in here? Um, to the powerhouse that is Google. Um, why do people get <laughs> hiccups turned away? No, this is too long. Um, damn it. Help me, Carrie. Why is bus? Why is bus? <laughs> I didn't think you were actually going to search it. No, 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 but that's funny. Why do dogs eat grass? No, no, we got to be serious. Why is my poop green? Ew. Um, why is there a coin shortage? <sighs> why is there a coin shortage? Well, I know why. That's people throwing coins into a well wishing 2020 was over. Dude, I'm so sick of Karens asking me why I can't give them their pennies. Like, just chill. <laughs> Um, well, uh, let me see here. Let me do, um, big red bus, uh, discrimination. Let's see oh, if that, that works. Let's see what pops up there. Um, 2011 HRC launches on the road to equality. Um, well, they're really slow out of, if that was an article from 2011, <laughs> right they're not doing a very good job the montgomery bus boycott no that has nothing to do with the big red bus uh let me i guess click on their website let's see what pops up here maybe they have a ask us section check out donor frequently asked questions here we're, oh we're gonna get to the we bottom have of them this. chat with us right now what happened no we could have had them chat with us right now oh yes yes yeah we can get a we can get a live live and on air wait there's a policy against tattoos and, and body piercings? Yep. It says people who received a tattoo at a state-licensed and regulated facility are eligible to donate once the area has healed. People who receive a tattoo at a non-regulated facility must wait 12 months before they can donate. I mean, that's kind of understandable, but also in the same token, that's that's your skin. That's that's surface level. Yes. Like. Yeah, I agree. And also, it's a select part of your skin. Like, I don't think your your blood can get here we go. Ooh. FDA policy regarding men who have sex with men. And why is it so strictly men who have sex with men? Women can have sex with women. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Well, one blood's role is to provide safe, available, and affordable blood to its hospital partners and their patients. The blood center is regulated by the FDA as a regulated agency. One blood, like all blood centers in the U- in the U.S., is required by law to follow all rules. They don't even answer it. They just yeah, they don't. They just put it there. Click here to read more. The man who wrote this site really doesn't want their G-spot hit. Right? <laughs> um, this is really weird that it's strictly focused on men. This is, uh, this is bizarre to me. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, they call it MSM, men who have sex with men. Um, <laughs> uh, can I donate if I was... Def- no, where's the answer here? I, like, I just want a basic answer. Just give me a... Yeah, that's uh, what I really need. This is strange. Like I, I figured this if is I a lot of words for just homophobia. It's a lot. Does one blood support the FDA's policy change regarding men who have sex with 
men who have sex with men. Yes, One Blood supports the change and will implement the new policy effective May 15th. Uh, 2020. That literally was during quarantine. Yeah, right. Um, oh, goodness. I guess what it's saying here is you the policy change shortens the, de- the deferral criteria for men who have sex with men from 12 months to three months. So what? Uh, so okay, so you can be turned away and then come back in three months. Is that what it's getting at? It'd probably help if I knew the definition of deferred. I'm just gonna announce my ignorance right here. <laughs> um, it's really not even answering if I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I hope this is enthralling for people to listen. I'm just, I'm really focused on <laughs> trying to find the answer here. I don't see a, like a, like a definitive answer here. It's just telling me that the policy was changed and right. that it went from 12 months to three months. Yeah. So, they're just working the way around what they really don't want to say. Yes. That's what it seems like. Well, fantastic. Fuck. Well, Hey, I don't know, man. It's, it's unfortunate. It's, do you feel like you like, okay. So when you like, when you see something like that, read something like that, experience something like that, does that do something to you that you want to maybe advocate for it? Like, and this is me going back to the YouTube channel. It's and I'm like, I'm really sad that you took it down because that was your voice and that was your ability to really kind of get everything out there. Cause you could like right, right. now you are at, right after you got turned down for donating blood, you could have popped out a video and, Mm -hmm. you know, talked about it. And then of course done the actual research, not like how we're doing it here live as we're recording, but like do research and then talk about it. And so do you feel like, do you feel any sense of you want to go back and now really kind of strongly advocate or you just don't see the, see the, the need to on your part? I feel, I feel like when, uh, I don't really see the need to now. I feel like when it was um, as big a deal at that point, like after a shooting or a massacre or something along those lines, or something when when blood is in, in is in high demand. Um, I de- I mean I definitely think that advocating to to have their policy changed is is something it could be something worth fighting for. But in a sense, like there's so many different causes that you can only focus on one at a time. Um, There's, there's so much change that needs to be made and it's, it's hard to keep up with all of it too. Um, I'll say when the problem arises, definitely there will be a movement. There's going to be something um, to bring a more open-minded, uh, totally lost my train of thought but you know where i'm going you know where i'm going yeah 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 is 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 the pulse nightclub shooting the last most um what am i what am i trying to say is it the last truly affecting incident that that has happened in the community or is there something else that's sort of like you know you could relate that to you know like that like a george floyd kind of thing right pulse right. george floyd 
those are mm -hmm. like those go hand in hand unfortunately so sense, yeah because it's it it's it was an infringement on on basic human rights yes and and then what it what it what it sparked following it um is there something else that happened but after pulse because i know pulse is that has the record of the deadliest just mass shooting right like that's the deadliest or is it the uh, deadliest terrorist attack i'm not entirely sure um i just think that was for sure the the most recent um uh, uh, shooting that was directly affecting uh, LGBT, uh, the LGBT community as well as um, it, it was just it was just a hate crime. Yeah. So I think that was. I would not say that that's going to be the latest or last tragedy because honestly, like, there's so many that b between then and now that like probably we haven't even heard of um there's a lot of uh, of of shootings and and murder and massacres that like we haven't heard of like every day it's just that's the thing too is if it bleeds it leads so the more the more devastating it is to a community the the more likely it is to make national news as well um i would say it's it's probably not the most recent uh shooting that has devastatingly affected a community but it is the most devastating as of late yeah yeah because i can't think i'm like i'm trying to go back in my head of everything that that you see reported and and then store in your awful awful part of your brain where you're like all right this is this this has to go in the awful part and like right so that you don't ever forget about it but you don't want to have it bleed over into all your good stuff so you have to store it in the awful part so now i haven't tried mentally storing oh you haven't yeah i feel like my mind is well, somewhat of a dusty attic well you have like you said you have adhd right oh horribly yeah see i don't know like i don't know i like, i don't know what that's like um <laughs> Though, I mean, sometimes I wonder if I, you know, not to self-diagnose or, or anything. Right. I, like, I wonder if I maybe have, like, I, like, I definitely have some tics. That's for damn sure. Like, I don't know if it's ADHD, but I, like, kind of catch myself kind of shaking everyone, like, every once in a while mm -hmm. over excitement. It's right. weird. And then I'm like, dude, you're doing it again. And then I just <laughs> stop myself from doing it. It's weird. Like. That's the hard thing, too, is, like, um with some mental or physical illnesses, it's not really, it's kind of hard to track exactly or, or notice that you're doing them too. Yeah. And until you have someone pointed out or have professional help. That's a, and that's the hard thing too, is not always uh, a professional help doesn't exactly pinpoint your exact condition either. So I, yeah, it's, it, it varies, I guess, from person to person. And, um, definitely depending on the professional help you see as well why did you uh like why did you get diagnosed what was your kind of breaking point where you were like all right fuck this i need to know what's going on uh it wasn't actually me i was um uh i was six years old and uh my sister was seeing a psychiatrist in uh saint augustine and mind you my sister is 11 years older so she already is uh, was 
more developed than I was, of course, and had more prominent symptoms uh, as an adolescent. And my mom at the time was raising me, my younger brother and my sister on her own because my dad was um, deployed in the Navy overseas. And my mom had to bring me and my brother on my uh, sister's uh, psychiatrist appointments. And my psychiatrist was observing me and he had said I was the youngest person that he's ever met to have such a high level of hyperactivity. And I started seeing him as well. And later I was diagnosed with bipolar and ADHD at the age of six and then depression at the age of 14. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like 14 being diagnosed with depression. Um, I feel like, I honestly feel like that's surprisingly common. And, and that's the thing too, is like, you don't, you don't always really realize what exactly depression entails. Um, and that's the thing is people, uh, can be sad and claim they're depressed, but it's not quite the same either. Um, and there's, it's not just a constant feeling either. It's, uh, depression is, is, is continuous. It, and it's not always an emotional state of, of sadness or, or longing or despair. It can be like, I honestly have trouble getting up out of bed every morning. I set an alarm and then I, I wait in bed for like an hour uh, to two hours You're before I can actually like get up. I'm sorry, this is getting really real, but I'm not. No, no, like, no, no, I'm no. No. Oh, <laughs> no, I love how real it's getting. Are you like, are you talking now or 14? Oh, both. <laughs> oh, okay. So you still both. set the alarm and you still have trouble getting out of bed? It's, yeah. Um, like, it, I have a loss of, uh, of interest in things I, I thoroughly enjoy doing. And I guess that's another reason why my, my YouTube channel kind of dropped is because with with the death of my childlike optimism and growing older, my creativity and, like, originality and a lot of that kind of kind of died off. And I didn't, I don't feel like doing a lot of, uh, of things I love doing either. Um, so there'd be times where I, I'm like, oh gosh, I love this video game. Let me pick it up. And then like, literally I have the controller in hands. I turn on the console and it's like, nah, I don't feel like it anymore. I, there are many times where I would rather just like lay in bed and sit here than actually doing anything, which is wow. sad. Um, and grant, I'm fine. Like I'm fine, but like, I don't have like, to worry about you, Carrie. Huh? Like I don't have to worry about you. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Not that bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will say it's just one of those things you have to like work around and adjust. And I found things that, that make me happy and, and get me through uh, some stuff here and there. Like there's it, that's the thing too, is you, you find um, the simple like little joys to get you through the, the big hard times, you know? Yeah. Um, what are they for you? The good things or the, <laughs> the bad ones? No, no, no. Like we don't have to harp on the bad stuff. Like what's the good stuff that you find that will really help you get out of that depression well i definitely think uh being active and exercise every now and then i actually going, um going so back recently, to our talk of the gym that's funny right yeah no i still haven't hit the gym yet i uh, have free access to a gym in my apartment complex and i still have not gone there but um i did mention cardio and that's just like stuff that you can enjoy doing like dancing um which i would love to take a class because i haven't like decided to actually like really try to get into it until now um, 
but I've been skating a lot recently up until two weeks ago. Like I could only keep my balance and move forward, but I'm actually like trying and branching out and taking the time to fall so I can get better. Um, and also I've, uh, taken up, um, photography as well lately too. So I've having I've been having some like fun projects here and there. It's like little things and, and spending time with people that make up for the horrors of life, you know? Yes. Yes. I, I, feel like- I was going to say, it's so good that you said people, because I mean, it's good that you do the, the exercising and the photography, but those are, those are, um, uh, those are loner kind of activities, right? Sort of like you can do those by yourself, still get that dopamine and then that's it. But you're by yourself. It's so important to, and I'm not like, like I'm not a therapist or anything, but it's just like, right. this is just like, I think fundamental stuff that it's so important to have people in your life, surround yourself with people that actually give two shits about you. Um, <laughs> like I was, like it was funny, uh, on my social media one day, I posted a photo of me with my friend, Laura, who, uh, I hadn't seen in a while. We went to brass tap, we had a beer, we talked and then afterwards took the photo. And I think the caption was something along the lines of just make sure you surround yourself with people that give two shits about you or something like that. And it was, it's so important to do that because I know that I can, you know, if I ever feel something, she's somebody that I can actually reach out to and, and I know she'll, she'll, she'll be there for me. And so it's so good that you said that. Cause I was going to like, that was going to be my question. I was like, Carrie, do you, do you surround yourself with people or are, are, like, are you doing all this stuff by yourself? Because I would just think that that's sort of a problematic approach Right. I would say like uh, me uh, as an extrovert, um, as someone who genuinely just loves to spend time with people and loves to socialize that recharges my battery. Yeah. Um, There are some people that really prefer the isolation and the alone time and that recharges their social battery. Um, I would say like it all, you know, on top of, you know, I feel like this just a general people thing is to take the time to do things that you enjoy so that you don't feel like you're you're not enjoying yourself wow that was quite redundant (laughs) um but um yeah interesting yeah depression is depression is a is a is a crazy concept and a crazy crazy thing because it's rough it's hard for people that don't have it to take it seriously and we're just like what the fuck is wrong with you just fucking be happy man and it's like yeah. well you know well no no despite i'm just not gonna can't happen today so you know i again it's like but i i am actually not to pat myself on the back i'm very understanding of people when they say things and and if i don't relate to it i just understand it i try my hardest to understand what they're going through but dude i've mm. been, dude i've been in those moments I've had moments of what I guess you could associate as depression where like I lose interest in fucking doing the thing that makes me the happiest, uh, which is podcasting. Like I don't have, I have zero drive. There's like there's days and moments when I'm just like, man, I just don't feel like I want to talk today, which is weird because I'm very introverted to begin with. So the podcast Mm -hmm. is my way to, you know, get it out. And then Mm -hmm. I can be introverted again until the next time I have, a guest on and then I can I can get it out again so it's weird that that happens where I'm like I just don't want to talk today and then mm. I either have to overcome that I have to 
power through it. I have to be like, whatever, you just do it, man. You just like, and then I've noticed those are some of the podcasts that I look back on and we'll take a, like a skim through and I'll be like, yeah, like, like I just hear it in my voice. It's just like, I'm not interested. And right. so I really try my hardest to not let that happen anymore. So if I don't feel it, I'm just sort of like, all right, well, depending who it is, I can be like, Hey, I don't know if I can do it today. Can we, can we, can we reschedule or cause we rescheduled, but I feel like those were actual genuine rescheduling moments. Those weren't me yeah. in a depression, depression, in a depressional <laughs> kind of state of mind trying to, you know, come up with a lie or anything. I feel like, like, I don't remember what it is. I've, I've honestly rescheduled so many podcasts because of like weather, because of power outages, because of it's like the list just keeps going on and on. And then somewhere in there is like, I just don't want to do it today. And right. I'm rescheduling. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the case with ours. I forget what it was though, but yeah, man, I can't believe at 14 that you're, that you're told you just have this inherent thing in you and there's really no cure for it. Like you can't cure depression. You can pop a pill for it, but that's, yeah, what it's is that? not genuine. Yeah, yeah. Like what's that doing? Um, hmm. so that's crazy. I can't imagine at 14 being told that. What that's I'm like. honestly like, I would say that hasn't really affected me as much. Well, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, I'll say there are some, like there's some, perks i guess like there are some things that like with my uh condition mentally like they there are some things that that counteract or cal- counterbalance and then some days i'm able to function and some days it's just like eh, not today yeah. um but i think in general it's just like finding things that make you happy and trying to stay productive and that's the hardest thing is just getting up out of bed and just telling yourself hey just do this one thing for yourself today hey why don't you just like try something new why don't you cook today bitch you're never in the kitchen do something <laughs> just like you know little things to like to, I love how you call yourself through. a bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> you yourself call yourself a bitch oh, that's funny oh yeah bitch get the fuck up <laughs> exactly that's that's funny have you seen yeah. um because it, like it's sort of divided people in terms of what they thought of it did you see the movie joker i have not i have access to it and i still have not okay um and it, I have been told like it's one of those things like if you're not in a very good mental state, don't watch it. I'm like, where am I now? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Can I watch this thing? Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I would imagine that you would classify that as a potential trigger 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 film, like a like mm. a triggering film. If you mm. if you can really relate to, because I mean, I actually was watching it with a buddy, um, uh, and uh, she was like, "This is why." I, we were like maybe five or 10 minutes into the movie and he's talking to, uh, someone that's prescribing him medication. And then she was, uh, she was like, pause it real quick. And I paused it and she was like, this is why I knew I didn't want to watch this movie. And I was like, why? She's like, it's triggering to me. And I'm like, oh, do you want to continue or (laughs) do you not want, it it only goes downhill. Uh, so, you know, this is not a happy movie. Right. I do have a genuine desire to watch it, though. And that's the thing. I think it's, yeah, it's so good, man. Yeah, yeah it's so good. But I, I'm probably going to do it right after this podcast. Then I'll tell you how it went. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's my favorite movie of last year. But it's like I can understand again. I don't relate to the character. So that's why it's easy for me to just watch as a fictional piece of entertainment. And then I can go to sleep versus I can right. see people watching it that can relate to that character who 
has mental problems, has depression, has all this stuff going on in his life, mm. and things are just pummeling him down throughout this entire film until his eventual rise as the Joker. But mm. and then not being able to go to sleep, I can see people literally being like, "Fuck, I am just like shaken by this." Right. So I, I would say like there, uh, I I'm somehow at some moments I am able to separate myself. Um, from certain fictional characters and, and understand that this is this is this is an art this is a fictional piece it's like and that's the thing about characters too is you are so like they are designed so that people can relate to them and people can understand what they're going through but we'll say in a sense like there are some things that aren't uh, that don't seem to affect me as directly because i do understand that it's not real yeah um but i that isn't really to just not saying that to discredit people that can't watch it um because they because it is too real for them well it's it's uh it's that interesting thing when you watch a movie or you go to a show like on broadway or it's touring well like whatever you you watch people tell a story to you and you're not necessarily watching those characters relating a hundred percent to those characters in my mind, what you're doing, at least what I do, if I watch Titanic, I'm thinking I'm I'm Jack and I'm now in this situation. That's what that's what I think you do when you watch a film, a television series. You put yourself in those in those characters' shoes, and then that's why some people have a real troubling time differentiating, okay, this is just fake because they're so invested into it and it's so well done and you're you're really able to relate to it because it is so grounded in reality. This movie Joker is so grounded in reality. There's, it doesn't, it's a comic book movie, but it's so far removed from your typical Marvel film. So Mm -hmm. it just feels too real for some people to be like, no, this isn't, this isn't just a movie. This is not just a movie. This is, this looks like this is a, like a, like an MTV documentary or something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, So I think that's what the what the problem is. But we did just to conclude the story with her. We did finish watching it, but um, yeah, she wasn't too uh, she wasn't too happy with it. She was like, "I don't like that movie. I don't like that movie." Mm. So I can understand why it's definitely hard for some people to watch. Yeah, it's very um, much Taxi Driver. If you've seen Taxi Driver, uh, yeah, it's just a really interesting film. But my favorite Joker, that's for damn sure. No offense okay, to okay. Heath Ledger, Mr. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, no offense to Heath Ledger, but Joaquin Phoenix. Oof, at Heath Ledger. Yeah, well, for the longest time, Jack Nicholson was my favorite Joker. I don't know. I can't recall exactly which Joker that is or what films he was in. That is the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton Batman from 1989. Probably have not seen it. Haven't seen it? Most likely have not, no. Let me, uh, because I just want to, uh, are you sort of a... Um, like I'm not even a superhero fan, but are you sort of a uh, like a what am I trying to say here? Are you sort of I have a, a familiarization with the this DC and Marvel universe? Yes, for sure. Okay, so you've seen a few iterations of of like a like a Joker character. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, so yes. Let me pull up here because this I was do my remember, favorite. It was like a 90s, maybe a pre- maybe 90s movie. It was like a. a is Batman and Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze. I remember that. 
but I don't. Oh yeah, no, the face is definitely familiar. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. See the like the, the cheekbones. Like I love this photo. The uh, wait, where is it? Oh, that's so cool. Oh, um, amazing. Right. Like the cool thing about the Jack Nicholson Joker. Oh, here we go. This is a cool thing there. Um, like the cool thing about the Jack Nicholson Joker is he like what you're seeing right there that that white makeup and everything that's not that's not makeup that he puts on he falls into a vat of chemicals and that's what his skin turns into Mm -hmm. whereas every other joker iteration that i've seen they're always applying makeup right he has to apply like a like a skin toner when he wants to be normal (laughs) like right here look like right there that's that's him wearing makeup (laughs) you <laughs> right it's yeah. so it's so oh, crazy so, cool so that that alone is creepy the fact that, right. he, that 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 he has to go in reverse to seem normal oh, um that's crazy so he was always my favorite for the longest time he i mean jack nicholson is just creepy in general yeah <laughs> so but then man fucking joaquin phoenix oh look i mean this is every joker that's pretty much ever existed Oh, that's so cool. The Lego Joker. Yeah, oh, dude. You got the that's Lego so Joker. Cool. You got uh, the animated Joker. You got the Gotham Joker. Jared Leto. Oh, that's so cool. I, I definitely... It's funny, him. too, because I should be editing uh, very soon um, a Joker uh, photo shoot. And Ooh. I think is uh, more based on the, the Dark Knight. Oh, okay. But we did take a, a couple shots that were inspired from um, 2019's Joker nice nice so you do this as a um like are you doing this because this is really interesting that you're bringing this up because i um well before i say that because it's it's uh sort of related but not really are you doing this like a full-blown like someone is looking like joaquin phoenix's joker um and you're taking pictures of them kind of so that's the thing too is i i have a lot of roots in uh, cosplay and conventions in the cosplay community. So I have I know a lot of people that are super into um, the art of, uh, of makeup and uh, as well as uh, costuming. But of course, it's it's more than just a costume because when I think costume, I think of like uh, oh, something that's in a store seasonally. Well, only literally yeah. last night the fabric is flimsy. Like no, it's yeah. this. It's high quality. It's um, it, it, I love seeing like a, ca- a character on screen and someone being able to bring that to life um but i i will say i'm more rooted in like a, a the cosplay community i have a lot of people that um really enjoy it and i do have a friend that cosplays as joker and he does a bunch of different um variations but in general that's pretty much his one uh his one main character that he cosplays is uh, joker um I know he has like a a punk Joker. He does. I, no, he didn't try the Jared Leto. I know he has a Hawaiian like beach Joker as well that he's been wanting to do pretty soon. Oh, okay, Hawaiian beach Joker. That definitely sounds like Jack Nicholson's Joker because he has a scene in that movie where he's kind of like looking like he's on a beach or something. Oh, that'd be exciting. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is like I'm not. It's so it's so weird because I'm not really as versed in DC as I am in Marvel. I have a more of a familiarization with uh, Marvel with characters, Marvel. and I'm not really a comic book person in general. I like to read. I just don't pick a book up. <laughs> so I will say I think it's like uh, 
it's one of those things I don't have a familiarization with the different universes or different jokers or anything, but I, I I'll see reference photos and uh, stuff like that, that cosplayers will show me. I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. I can recreate that. Or I can come something as close to, because we're in Florida, like <laughs> try to get the best natural setting I can possibly find for you. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Are they um like, like, are there any photos on Google that I could see or no? Uh, of what exactly? Of anything you've done. Oh yes. Yeah. So um, what do I, I how's all my all my stuff is on Instagram, but for the simplicity of finding a website, uh, I do have a Facebook that I share everything to from Instagram. Mm -hmm. What's that? Uh, so <laughs> because I want to see them. All right. So the uh, page is K dot Roberts Media. Oh, so okay. So go to Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Facebook, and then it's what is it? Uh, K. Dot Roberts Media. Roberts Media. And this one right here. Yep. Alrighty, click it. First, like it. Oh, you're sweet. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, my name is Kerry Roberts. I provide affordable photography and videography in the Daytona Beach area, certified in television studio production. And then I guess we go to, oh, that's cool. Thank you. We go to photos and we go to, oh, dude. Hell yes. I love this one. So this is smile because it confuses people. Smile because it's easier than explaining what is killing you inside. Model at Carnival of Laughter. Dude. Yeah, you know, he looks great. I definitely see it looks like a cross between the Jack Nicholson Joker and the Gotham Joker. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly which which Joker that was that he was cosplaying as that day. Huh. But I love that photo because for OK, so uh, obviously this is only audio, but anyone listening, that's not going to tag along on this thing and type in K Roberts Media you're 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 a butthole first second of all um basically what the photo is is it's the character so the care uh not, not the character the actor as the joker a real tight shot on his face but he has the joker card covering his left eye and he has a glove on so you can't see any hands which is a nice little touch um the backdrop where's this backdrop so that is uh, off of Beach Street in Daytona. Um, there was a house that uh, was burned down. It was a two-story building, and that's just the corner of it where it's, the damage was the most prominent. Nice. Um, and you just chose it because of the damage and because it looks like a little, like chaos behind it. Yeah. I, so that's I worked at a, a pizza joint that was also a um, a housing for for cosplayers in DC and Marvel themed. Yeah, it was a DC Marvel themed pizza joint, essentially. And we would have cosplayers that came in and it was it was literally dead. I wasn't going to make any tips. So I was like, hey, man, I got my camera on me. You want to go down the street and take a couple photos? And he was like, sure. And it was uh, it was right there. Um, Hell yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's filler. Well, thank you. <laughs> that's filler. That's his name. Filler. Why does this chick look familiar? That I'm. I actually wanted to get to that at some point. Uh, that is Ashley Caprunas. I didn't know if you knew her. She looks familiar to me. I don't know she, why. Uh, she was also um, a freshman when you were a senior. Um, but unfortunately, uh, she was placed in Beginner's Choir um, with 
uh, the rest of the freshman girls who at the time um, just wanted to start drama. So uh, <laughs> she was in formality the following year. Yes, that seems like where her face rings a bell. That's cool, though. You're at a bowling alley. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now, again, she looks... Why? I feel like I'm going to say this for everyone, but this is a really cool shot looking through like a wine glass display. Thank you. Uh, she... I mean, she could be familiar to you. I don't know. She don't know. Uh, lives in Ocala. Model Larissa Barnes. Shout out to Larissa. Bless and, you, Larissa. And, and oh, Larissa, sorry. And shout out to Bomb Cat Mom. <laughs> Ashley Caprunas. Yes, like that. I want to. I definitely know her. Violet. Really? It, isn't that her name, Violet, or something? Her name is Nicole. Nicole. Hmm. Uh, she actually, she looks, uh, she so moved down to familiar. Florida when she was 18. Uh, she's from, uh, Connecticut. Cool. Wow. She looks really similar to, hold on. I got to show you cause now it's going to bug me. Okay. I'm excited. She definitely looks like this chick I know named Violet. And again, this is riveting podcasting, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you see it? I actually cannot see another tab. I can still see the. Uh, oh, you only see one photo. tab. Okay. Um, let me do this. Okay. So you know that face, right? Yes. Let me see how I do this. Let me stop sharing that. Wow. You can only share one tab at a time. <sighs> well, that's unfortunate. So we'll go here. And we'll pull In the spirit up. of screen sharing, that's not. I had a feeling that's who you were talking about. I, I know her name. I think I have her out on Facebook, but I don't think I know her personally. And I have yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> her name's Violet. Violet Lipka. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Violet. I did a, a like a couple shows with her in uh, at the Daytona Playhouse back oh, in the okay, day. Okay, okay. But yeah, she looks really familiar to, or she looks the same sorta to that uh, to that other person. Which, by the way, when was uh, I know you were you were super super big into acting. Uh huh. Um, when was the last play you were in? uh at uh fpc or in general in general oh in general um i feel like it was i feel like it was i feel like it was the last show i did at fpc i don't think i did anything else after so it would have been wizard of oz oh my gosh seriously i'm pretty sure yeah dang my memory serves me right yeah dude i haven't uh yeah i haven't been on a stage since yeah since since fpc which sometimes it bothers me it's like ah man i really do miss it um but yeah just some just some things come and go and that's always the thing that gets brought up with like people that i went to high school with they're always like you were so big into acting and i'm like yes i was and i'm still doing something that is in the entertainment field i think mm-hmm. um that's really cool Ooh, harley quinn that's the animated mm-hmm. joker or the animated batman harley yeah quinn. she's a great uh harley cosplayer that's cool finally october and i'm looking forward to posting spooky content all month long yes shout out to october um (laughs) i thought there was another one on here of the joker that i was really yes right here there was two yeah there was a valentine's day themed photo shoot i'm surprised it wasn't under all photos that's odd that's funny to me that they're having milkshakes um and then there's you said there was one more let's see Oh yeah, here you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a whole thing that I skipped past somehow. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. That they're holding that. 
Dude, this is awesome, man. That well, you thank do this. You. And I said it was funny because I um there was this little stint that I did at the beginning of the year with a um his name's Tony Michael. He's a uh I found him through a YouTuber that I watched, but he is a photographer in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh he does horror themed shoots. So he'll do stuff with Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's so exciting. And so I reached out to him first to get him on the podcast. So he's like episode 19 or something like that way back mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, but then once we did the podcast and I realized how cool he was, I was like, hey, man, can I uh, if you ever need me, right, if you ever need me to be in one of your shoots, let me know. I would love to do it. And he was like, yeah, dude, I uh, you seem like you would be the perfect fit for my Michael Myers shoot. Oh. And so I was like, dude, I'm down. So I drove from here to, to Atlanta, Georgia. It was a long drive, but it was definitely worth it. So we did an entire day. I'm pulling it up now. Um, oh, that's exciting. I can't wait to see it. And I hope I can, Oh, I got to put it all together. Tony, Michael photo. Instagram. I believe in you. <laughs> Instagram. All right, there we go. And let me see here. So hold on. Let me, Screen share again, and boom, right there. So if anyone wants to do this tagging along with us, you can just type in Michael Myers, Tony Michael photo Instagram. So let me see here. I'll, I'll tell you which one's me, because he has a few models that he does. Well, here's this one. These are all me. If it'll... Oh, that's amazing. Come on. Increasing quality. What are you doing? Oh, that is so cool. Let me click it so you... Uh, but that's oh yeah, go I'm definitely gonna screen. follow him. Absolutely. Okay, it goes to a separate screen, but oh, I wonder. I can go to my Instagram. Why am I even doing this? Let's go to my Instagram because the, the like the picture quality will be so much better. All right, so there's that. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Yeah, he's uh he is just he knows what he's doing. He knows how to uh just do it. like like I don't know how to describe how you do photos, but he knows exactly what he is doing. Um where is it? It's coming up here. I feel like somewhere somewhere over the rainbow. I believe in you. Please tell me I put it up here. <laughs> oh, there's his thing there. Did I take it down? Why would I have taken it down? That's so strange. Oh, I see us. You see us. Yeah, that's just me talking about the movie Us. I took it down. I don't know why I would have taken it down. I have no clue. Either way, let's go back don't here. Don't you hate when your past self just gets in the way like that? Yeah, it's like, why did I do that? So anyways... um, <laughs> I don't know if you can see it, but I'm highlighting it right here. That's me on the left right here. Mm-hmm. That's him on the right. And these are all the shots that he was doing. Oh, that's um, so cool. Let's see. That is so amazing. Oh, I'm really excited to do Halloween photo shoots this year, too. Yeah. But like, it was just so unique because he would drive around Georgia. Like, it was me and him in the same car. He was just driving around, going to all these desolate locations. <laughs> and... I think that's my favorite one. I don't know why the picture quality is not enhancing, but I love that shot that he did. If it so. makes you feel any better, um, I can't see the, like, I see the entire screen, but the entire screen is, like... Small? Yeah, it's smaller, and it's on my phone, so it seems 
fairly high quality uh, for my house. Cool. So, so yes, I love this shot that he took. He was like, dude, just stand over there and I'm going to crouch behind these. <laughs> stand over there and look crappy. Yeah, and it was funny. People were driving by and they were just like looking. And I'm just standing oh. there in broad daylight in a Michael Myers mask in January. Oh, you already know that's, yeah. That's because you're doing a good job. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, dude, it was freezing. This is January. And oh, re- oh bleh. yeah. And we're up in Georgia, up in like mountain area. And yeah. I can't survive freezing. the winter here, so I can't survive it anywhere else. I can- <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. There's another one. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And he, and, and he has like a high quality replica mask that uh in hindsight i would not put on because of covid19 but uh right this was before covid19 this was it's so weird to think as i took this photo covid19 was bubbling <laughs> oh wow it is weird to think about it yeah but that's that and it's, so it's just funny to me that you were like yeah i do this kind of cosplay photo shoots but i take it seriously yeah. and it's not it's not bum fuck shit so <laughs> yeah that's awesome man i love that you do that it's great stuff, but you know, we've been going for about an hour and forty minutes here. I feel like we uh, this was a lot of fun, dude. Talking and like I wish I could have seen you. Like I wish you would have felt uh, somewhat comfortable to put your face up there. But oh, you're good. Um, I mean, <laughs> you would have been just looking at my chin. I'm just looking down at you. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I showed you my chins. Why won't you respond? Right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this was a lot of fun. I'm happy we uh, finally made it happen after all this uh, rescheduling and whatnot. And um, yeah, dude, I just love that. uh, Like I said, just to circle back around, I love that initial thing that was like amazing that you did where you filmed people. And like you said, you you were like, yeah, I might have done it against their will and consent. But it's just cool. Like now it's like, eh, well no no uh what's the saying no no harm no foul um you just filmed us and it's 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 on people's facebooks so that you can go back and and relish in in the memories so don't relish too much y'all yeah don't relish too much use a little bit of ketchup and you should be good um yeah okay yeah that's my uh (laughs) hold on we need this we need this thank you very much uh um that's lame. Okay, we're gonna get. We're not gonna do that one. Actually, we'll do that whole one just for shits and giggles. I needed to hear that. Yeah, we all need to hear that every once in a while because we feel like we all get too uh, too up on our high horse. So every once in a while, we all just need to know that we're all just. We're all that's just, literally my conscience watching me doing dumb shit. Like, that's funny. We're all just. We're all just winging it. We're all just doing dumb shit. We're all just, yeah, we're all just doing dumb shit. And then every once in a while, people are. Uh, yes, a riveting podcast. Right? It's so riveting. Um, but yeah, all jokes aside, dude, this was a lot of fun. Had a, had a blast catching up with you. And you're definitely always welcome back on the podcast because you have the ability to just naturally flow in and out of a conversation that a lot of people don't have. So it's always refreshing when I realize, oh, I can talk about anything and he'll just be game to talk about it. So, um, and likewise, vice versa. So thank you so much. It was really nice to be here. Yes. In, in little echoey bubble form. My little wave bubble. Yeah. Very cool. 
All right, man. I uh, will definitely let you know when this comes out. So look forward to that. And then, of, of course, I'll probably see you around when I'm down in Daytona. But like I said, always welcome back on here. All right. Bet. Well, thank you so very much, my guy. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. You have a great night. You too.